Generally, my clients will ask me, hey, Liz, I'm so stiff and tight. My flexibility is horrendous. Can you just give me some extra stretches to help me out? Or, Liz, I really would like to complete a half marathon this year. Can you give me some sort of strategy to get me across the finish line? And what my clients are not telling me are, I want to build my cardiovascular strength and my core stabilization. That's usually not the terms that they use. Because most likely, just like my clients, you don't understand how cardiovascular exercise and core stabilization can help level you up to a fitness level that can carry you through decades and decades of life where you are able to participate in any activity with the lowest risk of injury. There are four types of exercise that are crucial to incorporate into your fitness routine to ensure that you will be at the least risk of injury. And these four types of exercises include aerobic exercise like running, walking, swimming and biking, weight training, hip and core stabilization or Pilates and flexibility or yoga. Attending an exercise class like yoga, Pilates, or boot camp can give you a sense of accomplishment and confidence that you've participated in an activity that will benefit you and your overall health. And without all the time and planning that goes into workout creation, which some people love, like me, but others hate, what's important to pay attention to is what categories of exercise these classes fall under, including aerobic, weight training, stabilization, and flexibility. Some of the exercise classes mentioned in today's episode fall under more than one category. So the question is, what group classes are safe, recommended, and what other forms of exercise do you need to incorporate into your routine that are missing from these group classes? Hi, I'm Liz Graveline. As a doctor of physical therapy, I spent my early 20s refining my intervention skills on treating joint pain, stiffness, and weakness. Now, in my early 30s, as a working mom of two toddlers, it wasn't long ago that I had to rebuild my level of fitness from the ground up. On this show, morning routines, posture, joint health, and life longevity are all topics we'll break down for you into digestible bits of information to quickly implement in your day-to-day life. Regardless of whether you are the experienced or novice exerciser, this is a place you can receive actionable steps and strategies to reach you closer and closer to your fitness goals without judgment or the external pressures, bringing back the fun and excitement into an active lifestyle so that it's tied into how you feel versus what you look like is what we'll discuss here. So settle in and get ready to be cheered on while you learn. This is the Exercise Proper Podcast. I first want to give a shout out to those of you who have been tuning in every week. Thank you so much. And if you haven't already, take my fit quiz to receive your results on what type of workout plan you are most likely to commit to. The link is in the show notes. Also, please leave a review or share this episode with a friend who may find value from the information in this episode. I really appreciate you taking the time to leave a review. It means so much. Thank you. Now back to the show. In today's episode, we're 
going to dive into my safety considerations when taking four group fitness classes and what other forms of exercise you may want to consider adding into your routine that your group class is lacking. These group fitness classes are one, CrossFit, two, boot camp, three, yoga, and four, spin. Starting with number one, CrossFit. In case you're unfamiliar with a typical CrossFit class, Inside these classes, you'll see males and females, usually majority are males, and they're powerlifting. Powerlifting includes carrying heavy barbells or dumbbells with you while you perform a deadlift, clean, jerk, or snatch. Just imagine you're lifting a case of Costco water bottles from the ground and throwing it up above your head as fast as you can, but with much heavier weight. And usually, I'm advising my patients against CrossFit. But, you know, there's always exceptions to the rule. Because if you are a professional athlete, let's say you're in the CrossFit Games, then you are a competitor. You've been putting up high numbers, high weight, multiple times per week for years in order to maintain this level of athleticism. At this level, your form and technique should be on point, And it's very much necessary to practice speed of movement in order to perform at a high level at these CrossFit Games. The CrossFit Games started in 2007 as a competition to measure the, measure the highest level of fitness. Competitors are organized into age group divisions and adaptive athletes. And the winner of these competitions are the fastest to complete a designated workout. And these workouts are crazy. They're impossible to even attempt without professional training. At least in football, you can attempt to throw a football catch a football, tackle someone without professional training. But in these CrossFit competitions, you are pushing the heaviest weight imaginable as fast as you can. But not only that, you are swinging on bars, lifting tires, swimming long distances, walking on your hands, climbing ropes. These competitions are televised and they're actually incredible to watch. I'm trying to paint the picture for you because then you'll have a better understanding of why I'm not advising my clients to participate in CrossFit workouts if they're not serious about dedicating hours of precious time and hard work to protecting their body from injury. The sport can be dangerous. Does it seem safe to you to take a CrossFit class if you have a desk job? If you spend the majority of your week sitting, then in between all of this sedentary action, or lack of action, I should say, you exert bursts of high intense energy tremendous weight under high speeds i don't think it takes me a doctor to determine that crossfit involves some risk the sport is not conducive to maintaining healthy joints or the prevention of injury so while i don't like to advise my clients participating in something that they really love to do i will always present you with the facts to allow you to make the best decision for you And ultimately, to avoid a high risk of injury when lifting heavy loads, you need a trained professional to supervise your form, technique, and prescribe the proper load progressions, how fast to increase the weight, and keep the speed of movement slow and controlled. Moving on to number two, boot camp. When it comes to boot camp classes, these classes generally include skills like push-ups, burpees, box jumps, sprints, single leg deadlifts, and jump roping. These are all high intensity, high impact body weight exercises. And some of these exercises, because it's a boot camp class, will incorporate light weights to increase their level of difficulty. 
To sum it up, these boot camp classes have it all. Body weight exercises combined with light weights and speed to attract the person that wants their asses kicked in the shortest amount of time. So generally, a boot camp class is definitely safer than a CrossFit class without moving heavy weights, but you are still training at a high speed. And when you are adding high speeds to any resistance activity, even if it's light resistance, resistance meaning dumbbells, barbells, bands, there's still risk involved. And generally, the people in these boot camp classes are attending these classes multiple times a week, and they're not participating in any type of activity outside of these classes. So they're not using weight machines within the gym. They're not using Pilates, yoga, or stretching forms of exercise. They want something, a fitness class, that is going to kick their ass, push them to their limits, and help them get the most of out of their time that they've invested. The problem with this is, like I said, speed combined with resistance training is somewhat dangerous to an individual that does not perform every exercise with proper form and technique. And it requires a lot of core work, flexibility, and a certain level of control, knowing where your limits are to ensure your safety inside of these boot camp classes. I can't speak for everyone, but it's difficult to maintain your focus on form and technique when you're moving so fast. These classes are designed to push yourself to maximum intensity, potentially to exhaustion. They're not designed around safety and injury prevention. The only true benefit is aerobic. There's three other forms of exercise you need to incorporate into your routine to reach a level of fitness that will take you far, and these include resistance training, yoga or flexibility, and Pilates or core stability. An extra tip is to hire a professional to supervise your form and technique as you move your joints through various squat variations or lunges, push-ups, or deadlifts so that your muscles and joints carry you through the complete range of motion with the least amount of stress and strain on your body. Limiting your risk for injury as you exercise will take you far in your fitness journey. You can trust me on that. Number three on our list is yoga. Yoga is amazing. It really relaxes the nervous system, which means that it relaxes your muscles, your breathing rate, and the movements are slow and controlled. It requires strength, but it also will stretch and elongate your muscles. There are some mobilization techniques to improve the arches of your spine and allow for proper postures and normal flexibility. The instructor generally scans the room, walks around to check your form and technique as you move through the sequences. They can help guide your posture to minimize extra stress and strain placed on your joints, your shoulders, your spine, and hips. Generally, yoga works stabilization, flexibility, and body weight strength. A traditional yoga class does not incorporate aerobic activity where you're getting your heart rate high enough to stress the cardiovascular system. It also does not incorporate weight training. So outside of yoga, I will recommend that my clients participate in a weight training program and aerobic exercise like the elliptical or walking, running, biking, Zumba or swimming. Finally, number four, spin or Peloton class. I've asked... I've had clients ask me about taking a spinning class, and spinning is excellent for cardiovascular health. Biking also provides excellent quadricep and hamstring strength. And if you're getting up and out of the saddle, you are getting in a bit of hip and core stabilization as well. 
Generally, the instructor will help you set up your bike specifically to your height so that the handlebars, seat height, and pedals are all in proper alignment to optimize joint function. We're talking your shoulder joints, head, neck, spine, hip, and knee joints. There will be excessive stress placed at these joints while you ride if your bike is not set up properly. On the days you've taken a spin class, try and incorporate a yoga class or stretching routine, a Pilates class or a core stabilization program and weight training program. This way, you've covered all your bases to set yourself up for a well-rounded fitness regimen. When it comes to all of these group classes, I totally understand why they're so attractive because you don't have to think about how many exercises you need, what weight to use, the number of reps and sets to complete in order to fill up a 60-minute workout. I totally get it. After you've left a long day at your workplace, you just want to get into your leggings, sports bra, t-shirt, jump on a bike, and follow along with your favorite Peloton instructor. And just do it. You like to be pushed, coached, challenged, especially after you've worked a full day inside a mindset of, I've got to get this project done by Friday. I I forgot to call this client who's left me five emails within the last five hours. I have to plan my outline for this presentation. Your brain has been stuck in get it done mode for the last eight hours. And now you want to turn your brain off and turn your body on into just go mode. But if you want to set yourself up your body up and your health for success it's going to take some extra work outside of your typical group class to reach a fitness level that will take you very far in life a fitness level that comes with an extremely small likelihood of sustaining an injury so that you can participate in the activities you enjoy for decades and decades to come maintaining an active lifestyle requires some planning and some hard work So what I'd like you to think about when you are making a rough fitness plan is how can I incorporate all four types of exercise into my week? How can I incorporate a few stretches every day? When can I go for a walk? Do I need to hire a personal trainer a few times to get comfortable with a quick weight training routine so I can enter the gym with confidence? And what's a core stability program? Maybe I should schedule an appointment with my physical therapist to prescribe a program that's specific to my needs. Even if you're not ready to jump right into everything right this second, that's okay. Take your time at your pace and add one form of exercise at a time and keep this episode in your back pocket for when you're ready for something more. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you receive some insight and tangible strategies you can use, please subscribe to the Exercise Proper Podcast. Just click the plus button at the top of the Exercise Proper Podcast show page on Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review when you scroll to the bottom. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time, guys.